Tom Bernard Show with Chris Gethard, JB, co-host Catherine Brandt, Melissa Kirk, Andy Bernard, Cassie Schrader. Brandon doesn't want to talk today. Okay, big show. Do you There's want no to? Mic. I don't have a microphone. There you can talk. We show. Oh, he's going to say good. He's going to say hello. Brandon Simon's here. Very good. Thank you. We will be right back. We'll talk about all the ways. <clears throat> I, 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 I'm not, I don't, again, it, it embarrassed me to even bring this up, but when you went on that riff about your name, yeah. it's phenomenal. Well, thank you so much. We'll be right back, Tom Bernard Show. Walzer Automotive Group started in Minnesota over 60 years ago. Most people know something about the Walzer way. Upfront, no haggle pricing, work with one person from start to finish, or the free lifetime powertrain warranty on most vehicles sold in Minnesota. What you might not know is they are the only automotive group that is a member of the Keystone Club. They join such great Minnesota companies as General Mills, Target, Cargill, the Twins, Wolves, and Vikings in pledging 5% pre-tax profits to local charities. It's a great example of their core values. Do the right thing, display positive energy, be open-minded, and lead by example. So if you're in the market for a new or used car, check out walzer.com or stop into one of their dealerships. Please don't say, tell them Tommy sent you, because it sounds fake, and I hate it. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company, and they start asking you questions, or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. 867530. Do people actually use that phone number? I think they don't. I don't think think they assign that anymore. Oh, they won't do it anymore at all? People used to call it all the time, of course, so anyone who had that number had an unusable phone after this came out. My favorite is still, and I can't remember that. I used to remember the number, and if I can pop it up quickly enough, you just look at the pad, and this guy actually, yeah, he had the number. His number was 3... Oh, let me get this. That's a good number. Yeah. <laughs> 382 uh 5 Is this story going anywhere? <laughs> no, <Nine. laughs> so he had that up. Actually, 382 and then and then the last four numbers that was his phone number. You know why it was his phone number? No. Because it spells the entire FU. 
That's really nice. He went through all of that. That's so way could, too much thought. Just whenever you call me, you're saying the entire words "f you." Well, thank you. You're I, a very genteel I had a guy. Phone number that was seven five finished in seven five eight eight, which is slut. Slut. Well, that's good. Yeah, huh. slut's good. Just like, called J B slut. Yeah, that'll yeah. work for me. Were the first three man man slut? No, no, <laughs> no. It wasn't man slut. <laughs> nope. Uh, I'm sorry, Chris, but I, I just every I just looked at you when I sat down and I just see you suspended over an ice bath. I just I loved that promo. <laughs> that Thank was you a so great much. Promo. Yeah, it was a good show while it lasted. Oh, it was a good time. How many years? All told, from when we started it on stage in New York. Nine years. Nine years. Wow. And how long yeah. on True TV? Uh, two years. Yeah, I saw that. Was two two years. years on another cable network and then four years on public access. That's phenomenal. But you don't want to do it anymore. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm really exhausted. I'm tired. I am. It was fun, though. That's actually quite a long run. It is. Yeah. Especially, you know, and it is. It was such a weird show. We were doing, like, it's like when I started it, I was single, and I was, like, out on the town all the time, and I was, like, still, I had a chip on my shoulder, and now I'm, like, married, and I just want to go home and watch Netflix. Like, I'm a different person, so. <laughs> yeah, I understand. It's dying out anyway. I'm like, I might as well just go home and uh, fire up Hulu with my wife and enjoy my life, you know? Like, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm, you know, I, that's what my wife and I, Catherine, down there. That's what we do all the time. We got, we've been watching the Jim Gaffigan show lately. Oh, how is that? Because I've known Even Jim for been forever. Off the air for quite and a while. Got canceled. We never got into it in the first place. Well, I didn't. I, I just it was one of those deals. I just couldn't. I because I do the morning show that you were on this morning. Then I do this show, and then a bunch of stuff in between. So, plus I have to go to bed early because so, I get up at three thirty in the morning. Yeah. yeah. Kind of ruins your life when you I do that imagine. kind of thing. But, and you've but been yeah. doing this for decades. Yeah, thir- well, 48 years total, but wow. 33 on that show. Wow. It is unbelievable. I was, I'm hoping they cancel it. So really? I feel like <laughs> right. you. It's a weight off the shoulders. I have to tell you, when you get canceled, it is the weight off the shoulders you hope that it is. I haven't hit a point where I've gotten sad or missed it once yet, and it's been a couple months. Well, that's good. That's a good thing. Yeah, it felt like sweet release. It was a a sweet release of death. Early this week, I heard two people talk about you wanting the show to be canceled. Gee, what a shock. (laughs) But you would be surprised who the two people were. Oh, do I know them? Yes, you know them very well. And they want to cancel my show. No, they don't want to cancel your show. They're saying that you want your show canceled. Oh, that I do. Okay. Yeah. Well, they might be. I don't <laughs> mind was, sleeping till 7 a.m. someday. That'd be good. Don Shelby filling in for Joe Souchere and Pat Royce. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so they were talking about that on the air? <laughs> they were talking about it on the air. Oh, this is a, funny. Here's the deal. I, <laughs> it just happened, and I just talked about it in the first hour, but... Uh, I was sitting talking to this guy, just the guy I didn't know, right? And he said, where do you work? I said, KQRS. He goes, you don't work with that asshole Tom Bernard, do you? And I said, I am that asshole Tom Bernard. No, in this state, honest to God, Chris, half the people love me and the other half hate my guts. It's Well, you know when you do comedy. you're doing something right, Well, that's exactly right. 
people don't get that. If everybody loves you, then you're doing stuff that's cute, not interesting. I couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly See, right. if it were me, I would have been like, yeah, isn't he a jackass? <laughs> what a horrible <laughs> Let's talk about being. how horrible he is. How did he respond? Wait, how did he... Uh... He got frightened because I was a lot bigger than him. Yeah. But I was... I wasn't that. I say on the air all the time, thank you for hating the show because it makes the show much better. Yeah. It's true. I mean, you understand that. Right? I absolutely do, yeah. Most people do not. You yeah. cannot have a big show unless half the people hate your guts. Right. <laughs> it's or else what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, else or else we're just like making stuff that everybody wants to go viral that's like simple and heartless. And Do you have to it? worry? I mean, after talking to you and, you know, having watched the show, um, do you have a, tr- a trouble on TV being too smart? Um. That's an interesting question. I mean, I do think they would love if I dumbed it down. Right. right. Like, I think part of why I had so many notes calls that went on as long as they did is because, you know, they'd go, why don't you just do something where you're singing karaoke at some point? And I'd go, well, here's my whole philosophy of why that's not comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'd go, but I guess the thing we would like is if you just did what we said. And I'd go, well, here's why that will never happen. And then we just go in these Wonderful. loops and loops and loops. And not that I'm some renegade, but it's like I just, I just never, especially with that show, I never wanted it to get to a point where it's like, and now here's your uh, cute viral moment of the day, yeah, sponsored yeah. by Kia. You know, it's yeah, like I just don't want. And for some people, it's really working, and that's great. And I hope everybody's paying their mortgage, and I love it. But it's just not going to be it's for no, me. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not, it's not you me. at all. Nope. You were just having when I when I watched the show. Every time I watched the show, you looked like you were really enjoying yourself. The people that were on the show, you did see, at least it seemed like it, like most of the people on the show. Yeah, we were friends. We were genuine friends. Excellent. And uh, even when I put myself in situations where I was being tortured for everyone's amusement, yes. it was the most fun gig in the world. But that's the whole thing, right? If, if it's going to turn into a pressure cooker where they want a million changes, it's not fun. Those aren't fun conversations. And if I'm not having fun on the air, who cares about that show? It's such yep. a simple, dumb show. The bits are so basic that it's like... It has to be fun. I actually had my – I haven't talked about this book. My Aunt Karen called me and said – she left a voicemail where she's like, hey, I just watched the show. I just want to say I hope you're getting enough sleep. You look very tired out here. <laughs> and I was like, it is time to end this thing. And my Aunt Karen is like, I'm very concerned because there's bags on your eyes. It's like, then what are we, who are we doing this for? It's not fun. It's, it's not fun. And your name was the name of the 100%, show? 100%. And I had to be very careful with that. And yeah, yeah. the thing that they were both understanding about that also there was just no way around is like, I love that True TV put us up there. It was a huge platform by the standards we were working with, but the show did pre-exist them for seven and a half years. Yeah, yeah. So I also, for as dumb as it is about a show that was a public access show that often wasn't very good, it's like there's a little bit of a legacy to protect there. Like mm-hmm. I'd rather cut and run and say I was proud of every single thing we did than think back and go, oh, those last ten episodes were garbage, and then we just kind of all got mad and limped away. Like I'd rather go out right. with some feeling that I still was proud of it. And it was yeah. getting to a point where that probably wouldn't have been true moving forward. I understand that, yeah. I got to understand exactly right. Because people, well, nobody, I, I wouldn't imagine anybody on your show kind of did things that you didn't want them doing or tried to make their mark on your show. And it's just not the place to do that kind of thing. I, I never saw anybody do that. Did that happen on your show? Um, no, I mean, there, it was a live show, so... I, I actually would like when things went off the rails. I would sure, like when people, yeah. more often than not, it would be people kind of like 
ignore some of our best episodes are ones where I'd go, here's what we're doing tonight, and the guests would turn around and go, it's live. What if I don't do that? <laughs> and then it would turn into me begging them, please, we have a whole game plan. Our writers have worked so hard on this. And I'm going, no, I don't. I just get. I guess I don't feel like it. We're going to talk about it. But I love that. I loved the TV is such a medium that is like controlled and micromanaged that I loved it when it went off the rails. So yeah. I actually kind of wish there would be uh, there was a little bit more of that. But everybody's just so used to the gears turning. So. Um, That's the best episodes of this show, actually. Yeah, when a lot of them were. Up, right? yeah. I think there's something really fascinating in the modern day and age for people who are used to everything being spoon fed to them to listen or watch something and ha- and go, oh, I'm. They're really rolling with punches right now. I'm listening to them figure this out on their phone. Right. I'm watching them mm-hmm. have to figure out what's going on. I think that's pretty fascinating. I think that's why I always I, I have a lot of friends who work at SNL. Just being a New York comedian, as long as I have, mm-hmm. a lot of people have passed through there, and I'm one of uh, two of our former writers have since been hired by them. I love it. I have great respect for the institution, but I've never understood why there's a live show that when you watch it, there's no evidence that it's live. It's probably the biggest yeah. Yeah. live show that's not news or sports. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know. Part of the accomplishment is that it's so smooth; it doesn't seem live. I like it when you're watching something live. Where you're like, oh, they are. They're really they they are it's hanging out there in the wind right now, and I'm watching them have to get to that next yeah. commercial break without totally falling on their face. That to me is interesting, but it's not the way the world works. Well, I mean, that was like the Carol Burnett show. I just I was thinking yeah. of the and same the, show. And Harvey yeah. Carlin yeah. could never keep a straight right? right. Right, he couldn't keep a straight face with Tim Conway next to him. Yeah, no. I mean, he spent half the show turning his head. <laughs> And Conway just kept poking him and kept poking him yeah. and kept poking him. That's what people still talk the about. Den- with him. The dentist. Uh, well, the reason- dentist bit where he shot himself accidentally. <laughs> with the was, yeah. His arm was all numb and he's trying. <laughs> Actually, one of the most, I enjoyed it and I know he, he probably didn't. I never met him, never talked to him because he died so young. But watching John Belushi try to do the B bit. Yeah. Oh, God, you could tell he just hated it he didn't want to do it you could tell by his body language the look at his face like i don't want to do this but it's great to watch yeah you know, i even missed, through it i wonder if you missed too like not even necessarily comedy but when when i grew up in the 80s and 90s there was still a lot of like local tv yeah, you know, yeah there, was, there yeah. wasn't a million cable stations mm-hmm. that had well-produced content you would very often still have shows where it's like well it's the middle of the night, and it's uh, Channel 9, and we're just going to throw somebody out there with a camera because we got to fill the time. <laughs> I think back to that so fondly. I yeah. really miss that. And even like the early days of MTV, they didn't yeah. know what they were doing, and there was a lot of con- there was a lot of content that was like, I guess we'll just like give Gilbert Godfrey a camera and send him to the Jersey Shore and see what happens. <laughs> I'm Gilbert. nostalgic for that. I like that. We so. have a cable access channel, and there's this husband and wife older couple and they premiere crappy music videos and then show crap that they buy all week <laughs> and the husband does this throughout the show <laughs> just thumbs up thumbs up and he's got these two he, terrible th- terrible thumbs that just, <laughs> why would you what do? makes a terrible thumb what's a terrible does he thumb? Have a hitchhiker's it's, uh, thumb it almost bends completely yeah that's the hitchhiker's but, thumb yeah. <laughs> and it, and he just I think that's I've all seen he, that. That's all he does throughout the show is give everything the thumbs up. It's funny you mention it. When I was on public access, we started to link up with other pa- public access shows around the country, and there were 
some people on Minneapolis Public Access that were doing, they used to do a show called Freaky Deaky. I don't know if you ever Freaky, saw it. Yeah. That yep. show was nuts. And they reached out, and I was like, wow, you are kindred spirits. <laughs> Freaky there was Deaky. also a show one of those guys ran on Minneapolis Public Access where he would just, he had an overhead shot of a Scrabble board. And you could call in and make your Scrabble moves based on <laughs> And I talked to him about it. And I was like, it was so fun to watch. And it's such a simple idea. And he's like, yeah, I knew. He's like, the thing I knew about the people watching Public Access is they weren't really going to want to play Scrabble. They are just going to want to relentlessly torment me. And that would be the fun of the show. <laughs> just having like stoned teenagers call in and be like, spell out butt. And then be like, well, we don't. And he was like, my whole goal was to just take it with a straight face. I'm like, you don't have two T's. And I think you're pretty aware of that. This the next call, please. Like, I just he was the straight man to the entire city. <laughs> to the whole city. Just uh, you call up, mess with me, and I'll pretend I'm mad. But I'm actually full of glee. Like, I love that. I yeah. wish they would get but do they still do, and I'm being very serious here, do they still do national news programs on television? I don't know. Because honest to God, I, I, did you hear what, look, I, I tend to be a centrist. I'm not way left and I'm not way right. It's kind of a centrist. I can't watch the stuff because it's just way over the top. But what Fox did last night was, could you do a little research? What are you talking with about? The Fox News, at, you know, the yeah. Fox News Channel. Sure. A salute to Aretha Franklin, and they put up a picture of Patti LaBelle. <laughs> they did not do that. What? Oh. Wow. So I think somebody oh. was having a little fun. You think? Really? <laughs> oh, my God. It was so embarrassing. That. And bad. then they tried to cover it up by saying, yeah, we, it, was a, it was a show they did with Elton John. Uh, it was an AIDS benefit, and they were both on, on stage at the same time, and we blurred the wrong figure. They were never on stage at the same time. You're lying. God. Oh, boy. That was quite a loss for me, by the way. I thought that Aretha Franklin was the greatest singer ever born. Unbelievable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She was an amazing person and when, a very generous person. I don't think people know that. When very I heard the, heard the news, I thought of my mother and I thought of you. Well, see, that's nice because your mother and I got along. Mm -hmm. And I don't even say I know all you want, but I was the only white man yeah. his mother ever liked. That's a fact. Who Priest. can blame Other her? than priests. Priests Priest and me. <laughs> and get along with one honky. <laughs> well, you know, we're just wide open about that. I, I love that whole idea. His mother was one of the sweetest people. I loved her hats, man. Your mother's hats were the greatest hats of all time. I mean, they looked like hats a woman named B would wear. Well, you know, you had to have church hats. <laughs> yeah, we were church hats. Even though we went to a Catholic church, I still understand. had church hats. We will be right back in two minutes more with Chris Gethard. Uh, unbelievable. At Acme tonight, tomorrow night. Got so much stuff to talk about. And, I, and again, I do. I, in advance, I apologize, but I do want to talk about your view of your name. Sure. And your family's view of your name. Absolutely. We'll be right back, Tom Bernard Show. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been to lose weight at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth with their weight loss plan. I'm down over 77 pounds and have one more round to go to shed the rest of my unwanted pounds. Find out how to have success losing weight like I did by attending the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth free informational dinner. It is on Monday, August 20th, 6 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. That extra baggage melts away really fast. And one of the best parts is it's just so easy. I am never, ever hungry. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has educated me on clean eating, and I now know the foods that work for me and the weight gain trigger foods. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth will guarantee that you lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. 
Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has helped me change my life, and they can help you, too. Register for the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth dinner on August 20th. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. A program that benefits the homeowner and not the realtor? Do you want a guaranteed offer on your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl, who has some exciting news to share. Hey, Tom, we are super excited to announce our guaranteed offer program. Here's how it works. If you qualify, we will guarantee you an offer on your house within 48 hours which means you could be closing in three weeks. No staging, no cleaning, no decluttering, and of course, no open houses. This is your hassle-free way to sell your home. If you qualify for the program, you will get a competitive offer in 48 hours, period. Sounds like a stress-free way to sell your home. It is, Tom. Some homeowners want the convenience to be able to sell their home quickly without going through the stress of showings, open houses, and so many more headaches, especially if they found their dream home and need to sell fast. You do need to qualify for this program, but that's quick and convenient as well. To see if you qualify for the guaranteed offer program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate, go to chrislindahl.com right now or call 763-401-SOLD. Once again, that's chrislindahl.com, Chris with a K. Dun, dun, dun. You're rocking out over there, mm-hmm. are you? It's Friday. Mm-hmm. Rocking I'm rocking out, out. On Friday. It is Friday. It's absolutely true. Still trying to get my show canceled, but it's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> By the way, they were, as they were speaking of that, they were heaping high praise on you. They were. That was very both nice of, of them. Heaping? Both of them. Heaping. Heaping high praise. It, it, it that got, doesn't happen a lot here, no. Chris. So that's why you're bringing it up. That, <laughs> wow. That doesn't happen in this town. It, got, it got to a point where I was embarrassed to listen to it. Uh, and, oh, thank, <laughs> you. thank you so much. <laughs> and uh, then, because you know Royce's been canceled. Yeah. yeah well, you, you're the first one that told me that. And uh, Don started heaping praise on Royce to the point Royce almost started swearing at Don because he wanted Don to shut up. Yeah, so, I understand. Yeah, so I thought of you when that happened. No, I'm telling you, honestly, God, uh, there's a show on, it's a, an afternoon show. It's on AM, though, and AM radio just is, nobody listens to AM radio anymore. It's just the way it is. These guys, great writers. One writes for St. Paul and one writes for Minneapolis. Tremendous writers. Very smart guys, both of them. Uh, they debate things without hating one another, which is really unusual these <laughs> days, you know. Uh, but they got canceled last week, and they're, uh, I think, the last day of September 7th. Yeah. So I, I, I called and asked if it was okay to have them on, but they haven't called me back yet because I'd like to have both of them on the morning show. But they, they haven't called me back yet. They might not be able to yet. do anything for, you know, like six months or something. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but if you've been canceled. I was going to say, when you, doesn't matter. that's never made sense to me when you've been Crap canned that they still hold a yeah, no, it's non-compete. Stupid. I don't think it's legal. I don't think it's legal. If you get fired, they can't hold sway over you. you no, non-compete. Me. Well, I mean, it's non-compete. So if you're right. not competing, then you're not violating a non-compete. It all depends on what their contracts yeah. say. That's true. I'm sure some people do sign away their lives. You might like this one, though. Pat Royce, he writes for the Star Tribune, which is the Minneapolis paper, the Pioneer Press in St. Paul. Pat Royce, one of the two guys on the show, writes for the Star Tribune. And in his own newspaper, it said, Royce and Souchere, get the axe. It's like, why would you? I, know, I mean, in your own mean. newspaper, what are you doing? Yeah. That's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Um, Gethard. We yeah. tried to figure out Gethard. He said, no, you're mostly Irish. Yeah. But 
Gethard sounds French to me. We're not sure. I mean, the other branches of my family are Kelly, Cunningham, and Byrne. Very Those Irish. Those are very, very Irish. Irish. Extremely Irish. Yeah. That sounds Extremely like a, Irish. an Irish uh, law firm. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of DUIs. You know, kind of oh. Yes, yes. I told you, Patrick O'Brien, my brother-in-law, fantastic. Half Irish, half Puerto Rican. He was a wonder. He just died, unfortunately. I really thought the world of him. But we were talking about your name and where you know, where my, and you thought it might be Dutch or German. Well, there's actually a rumor in my family. I don't know how nerdy you want me to get. Not but you, this is all you, man. So I, I just love watching you. This family, my family's in Jersey, and it, we've always been based in Jersey. And you don't really find any trace of people with the name Gethard outside of Jersey. There is a rumor in my family that are you, do you know who the Hessian soldiers were? Yeah, absolutely. They fought in the American Revolution. A lot of them fought in Jersey. There's rumors that a lot of them. You know, they didn't want to be professional mercenaries their whole lives. So there's rumors a lot of them jumped ship after the revolution and stayed and changed their names so they would be found. So since it's a vaguely German-sounding name, there is a rumor in my family that we might be descended from a line of German mercenaries. I like it. I love Mm. it. I I stick with that one. I I like sticking with that one. Well, Well, it is one letter away from uh, Gerhard. There's Gerhard. There's Gephard. There's Gothard. That's yep. right. Yeah, my mother was 100% German. She was a piece of work, man. Yeah. I loved her. Her name was Theophila, which means the love of God. It's like, that's a little pressure on you, having a mother named the love of God. Yeah. <laughs> so I, again, I apologize, but I just, when you ran through the people in your family yeah. and their names yeah. along with G-E-T-H-A-R-D. Uh-huh. So yep. you spell Gethard. Oh, yep. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> In my family, we have Ken Get Hard, we have Will Get Hard, Les Get Hard, Greg Ken Get Hard, and Get Hard. It's rough. When I got married, my wife's last name is Bullet, spelled like the bourbon. It's like the oh, best yeah. last name. Yeah. You don't get a cooler last name than Bullet. And we had a very um, quick and hilarious conversation where she was like, do you want me to... Uh, take your name? And I was like, no. And she's like, okay, good. And we just moved on. <laughs> that was it. Catherine did the same thing, Catherine. Well, our last, my last name is Barnard, and hers is Brant, so it's basically the same name. Yeah, I'm Andy Brant Bernard, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. There you go. But Brant is, Brant is what, German? It's German. And uh, Barnard is Scottish, but it's basically the same name. Yeah. It's just different spelling. But I've told my wife, I want, if we have kids, I want them to take her name. And she's really against that. But I'm like, do you understand? Could have Rex Bullet. Oh, Ooh, how private eye. <laughs> how awesome it is. But instead, it's Rex Get Hard. <laughs> and the kid gets to be like 16 and turns around to me and it's like, why yeah. did you burden me with this? I could have been Rex Bullet and I'm Rex yeah. Get Hard. Can <laughs> murder me in my sleep. The kids are not kind in school. No, no. no. Hey, Get Hard. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll all sure think they're clever. In second yeah. grade. Yeah. I feel like I'll wake up in the middle of the night one night which is like a knife held to my throat like why did you do this why did you do this you can still fix your mistake yeah. what are we doing here you gotta name your kid steve mcqueen bullet 
Oh, it's just such a cool. It was awesome. It was one of the best movies of all time as far as that genre of movies. Steve McQueen, something. Uh, that was too bad, man. A guy gets cancer at such a young age. It's really too bad. I'm going to guess lung cancer. Um, I, think it was, wasn't I, it? I know that he, at the last month or two of his life, he went to Mexico and he's being treated with apricot pits. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that Laetrile? Yeah. Something oh, like yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. Right. I think the, the first iteration of, yeah. of uh, mesothelioma. Oh. So, asbestos. Asbestos. Yep. It's back, it's baby. <laughs> it's back. Can you get it from asbestos anything else, though? Back. Does it have well, to be yeah. asbestos? Oh, okay. But, but yeah. back then, it was probably prevalent in your house and yeah, school. Yeah, very well, much so. And I maybe grew, on I, movie sets, too. I actually lived in a house that has had asbestos tape around all the vents. That's not good news. Yeah, I had my vents clean, and they're like, we can't clean your vents because there's asbestos there. And I was like, oh. <laughs> okay, so... And what? then I just tore it out, and I was like, <laughs> "What a man!" Uh, Breathe uh, it. Uh, job well done. Wonderful <laughs> breath of unfresh air. What is your wife's first name? Hallie. Oh, Hallie Bullet. Great name. Sounds like a movie mm. star. Yeah. Hallie it's a Bullet. Great name. Where did you meet Hallie Bullet? She, um, she was the band leader on my TV show. Oh, really? But she only became involved in it. She, uh, you know, we were doing our weird public access shows, like an underground thing, pretty, pretty odd, sad little show. And she was on, uh, she was in all these like experimental off-Broadway theaters where she did like a lot of aerialist dance. Hmm. She'd be suspended from the ceiling. Really? Doing, like, acrobatics. That's cool. And all her friends from that world had to retire because of injuries. It's just yeah, an interesting thing. Yeah, I suppose. She messed up her back real bad. She was also a musician. Friends of hers were in my band. She had nothing to do. She was kind of stressed out. And they said, why don't you come sing for our band on this weird TV show? She's like, I need something right now. So I always say, like, my show has always been a place for broken people. Most of us were emotionally broken. She was just physically broken. That's how it all worked out. God, that's phenomenal. She's way out of my league, man. Well, way out of my league. See, my wife, it's the same story. Yeah, I wasn't going to say it. Yeah, thanks, Chris. <laughs> uh, Is she blind? What's the, what's the problem here? Look, Brandon's loving that down there. Thank you so much. I appreciate it immensely. But no, isn't that great, though? I, you meet someone and it all works out. And, yeah. and I've told Catherine, the first two weeks, the first few times we, we dated, I was totally relaxed because I just thought I didn't have a shot, so why would I get nervous? Yeah, there you go. It really worked out well. There you go. You know? What's that look? Oh, I was I mean, tired of d- dealing with desperate guys that were just so <laughs> no, no. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> Marry me, please. <laughs> oh, God. Hallie doesn't talk like that, does she? No, not as much. No. <laughs> well, either does she. She's making it up as she goes along. Of course. I of just course. think it's magnificent. So you do plan on having children? Yeah, that's the hope. It's the greatest. It's the goal, yeah. It seems it fun. Is. Having kids is... Except the problem is, is they do grow up. Yeah. And they move out of the house, no, and then you the get all... That's the good part. No, it's not. It's, it was the worst part for me of all. I loved having little kids. Yeah, but they're not then little I, kids for long. Yeah, they're not. So my enjoy nephew, that it's a pretty lot. nice playing with my nephew. Yeah. Awesome How old is he? He's two. Oh. And I'm yeah. not blood related. It's by marriage. So okay. it's I just do whatever I want and I walk away. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's great. I once was I like playing it. with him and lifting him up, and we were at my mother-in-law's house, and I forgot the ceiling was low. So I just no. lifted the baby and bounced his head off the ceiling, and everybody looked at me, and I was like, you okay? And he wasn't crying, and I was just like, 
handed them back to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go home now. I think I'm just going to go home now. I just left. It's the best. Yeah, you guys have to deal with the concussion. It's fine. Yeah, have fun. <laughs> I'm out. You're Look, welcome. I tell you, honest to God, you and Ellie be taking them to movies, all the, you know, the Disney movies. They get so excited. It, you're going to love it, man. Yeah, you I think You are so. going to love and it. My parents, are, my parents have been ready to be grandparents for like 15 years now. Yeah. They're ready. They're yeah, ready. They bought a house in Florida like 10 miles from Disney World with like six extra beds and me and my, me and my brother and I don't have kids they just go down there and it's just the two of them in a house with seven beds and it's like so we're like okay we gotta get to work these guys are ready to go I do love because we spend a lot of time down in, in the West Palm Beach area and I do love all the people from Jersey down there because it's, oh, yeah. it's hilarious. Yeah, you get the can, accents and everything. Oh right? yeah, and it's like hey, yeah, yeah, hey, hey. the sixty-year-old yeah. guys that still have the jet black hair, <laughs> yeah. lots, lots of products. There's a few foods that are only <laughs> where you can only get them in New Jersey and Florida. It's the only because so many yep. Jersey. It's Taylor ham. There's a thing Taylor, called Taylor yeah, ham. You yep. can get it in Florida and Jersey. That's it. Because Jersey people need their tail in their hand. God knows. Do you remember that guy who started yelling at you at the at the Publix down there, Andy, when you were probably about 10 or 11? Nope. Uh, we were walking in, and this guy, and he had the Jersey accent. And Andy and I are walking along, and this guy just pushes Andy out of the way. I said, the hell do you think you're doing? He goes, what? I said, don't push my son. He goes, I'll do whatever I want. I said, you're like 90. You're not going to do whatever you want. Yeah. That's why just... he can do whatever he wants, because he's 90. Yeah, maybe that's why he thought yeah. he could do whatever what he wants. What are you going to do, hit him? Yeah. But I just love, you know, I love, I, I had a really close friend from Camden, which is maybe not the paradise of New Jersey. No, one of the most dangerous towns in North America. <laughs> it really is. Is Taylor Ham the same thing as pork roll? This is a massive debate. In New <laughs> <laughs> it's a massive debate. It's really a touchy, very, very touchy issue. If you're in North Jersey, you call it Taylor Ham. Uh, South Jersey, you call it pork roll, and it's a oh. real. There is like a division between the two halves of the state, and if I remember right, the state legislature tried to officially make it called pork roll about two years ago, oh. and North Jersey was like, "We will secede. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing?" And they canceled the bill. It's the failed. ham riots wow. of twenty seventeen. Yeah, I call it Taylor ham though. I think anyone who doesn't is incorrect. Yeah, okay. where yeah. is it made? Uh, South Jersey, to be fair. Oh, to be fair, fair it is pork roll. Yeah. But they, well, I wonder why it was Taylor Ham. I, I think know. Taylor Ham is a brand. It's like a Kleenex tissue yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All tissues are Kleenex, even if they're puffs. Now, do you think <laughs> people from this area of the country are fascinated by a discussion of an obscure meat from New Jersey? How do you well, think this, this is this is, this is This is syndicated on radio, oh, too. Oh, perfect. So. Good. Then I won't feel so... <laughs> <laughs> that's why I, I told him I had to edit out whenever... That's why I didn't say... The entire phone number. I just said "f you," right? Right. Because right. they don't like that when I say that word on radio stations. Mm. Yeah, right? that makes a lot of sense. They don't care much <laughs> for that. Eh, that's it's never happened. Maybe before, it could be but... a new food booth at the state fair. Ooh, Taylor Ham. <laughs> it's really right. good. It's truly good. Yeah. It's horrible for you, but it <laughs> tastes great. <laughs> well, it's like a higher quality spam almost. Some might say lower quality. <laughs> <laughs> higher quality in terms of taste, I guess. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, most of the food at the Fifth State Fair is terrible for you. That's true. Yeah. So did you grow up with a lot of a lot of Irish cooking in the house? Um, 
Yeah, but what does that mean, really? Right? That means like a very dry pot roast. Yeah, mashed potatoes, like a lot of my mother. My grandmother used to make a pot roast that was like chewing on a shoe. Oh yeah, you have to just keep a straight face. Remember good gravy though. When Catherine first met my mother, my mother's nickname was Toots because nobody could say Theophila. They couldn't pronounce it, so they just called her Toots. And she said, "We have to go and buy a piece of meat for your mother to cook." So we but what do they call it, a Delmonico roast or isn't that what they're called? Okay. <laughs> so that, those big giant. I mean, they got a lot of. We fat just we just bought her a good cut of meat because we really thought that the reason why everything was like shoe leather was because she was buying really cheap cuts of meat because right. she grew up very very poor, poor yeah. and she had all these kids. So I just thought maybe one of these. You know, we'll just buy her a nice something nice and uh, she'll make it and it'll taste good. <laughs> <laughs> nope. It was like a brick. By the time she was done cooking, she it was hard liked, as a rock. Like yeah. well done everything. Everything. Yeah. As we go to our final break, I just noticed that Jesus is staring at Chris. Yeah, I've wondered about that this whole time. <laughs> they usually do that to me because when I get mad, then they, they put Jesus looking at me. So they think it's like going to calm me down or something. I thought it was like a real power move to have a small... Uh, a smaller Jesus. A small Jesus <laughs> looking at me. Well, we, got, we got Hillary and Donald Trump under there. They're okay. just kind of, I don't know why. Okay. I, don't I don't even know, know where they came in. from. I, I don't no either. Idea. They just showed up one day. <laughs> Whose crown is that? Like Hers. It's a tiara. A tiara. A tiara. It's a tiara, yeah. Yes, there was uh, a day at the ballpark. It was Catherine was Brandt day at the, at the baseball Ooh. park. And That's so awesome. they gave her a tiara. Where, it the lights name of the up day was and everything. Actually, yeah. <laughs> it lights up stuff. and everything. Uh, she's uh, <laughs> a piece of work. We'll be right back. We'll take our final break. Right back more with Chris Gethard. He is at Acme tonight and tomorrow night, 8 and 1030. Brandon's here. Pipe down, we ran. You're Sorry, just no, talking way too much. Uh, we're almost sold out on Saturday, by the way. So the oh, that's just not surprised. Like Ten tickets left. Oh, that makes me feel good. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's when you're you're working the you're working the room. You're getting out doing shows. That's that's always good. Yeah. You got a lot of fans here, though. You got mm-hmm. lots. That's of nice. Fans. That's awful nice. Some yeah. cities I go to and I sit and I stress. <laughs> who are the people who would possibly like me? Like what city is that? Is Syracuse, New York. <laughs> Syracuse. Well, you know, we'll be right back in two minutes. <laughs> Tom Bernard Show. John, I just got another complaint about our delivery service. Oh, not again. Yep, we have to do something about our courier service. You know, they're a reflection of us. What happened now? Well, you know that one driver that has the dog that rides with him? Uh Uh-huh. Well, when he got out of his truck to deliver our package, his dog got out and delivered, well, uh, his own package, if you know what I mean. That's it. I want you to call... Priority Courier Experts, because, you know, they've got more than 500 drivers. And tell them we need... A professional, reliable courier service. And make sure they have internet order entry and real-time tracking you know i had priority courier experts account rep in here about a month ago and who knows how many accounts we could have serviced better if we had just signed up and started using the twin cities largest most reliable on-call courier service what's that number because the next package is going with priority courier experts already dialing 651-748-4477 priority courier experts can we help you can you ever priority courier experts every time you call us we deliver Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant. 
whatever it takes. Are you playing Walk Like an Egyptian again? Oh, you're playing this, okay. You can always tell when it's Friday because Cassie fixes music that she just adores. I just love to just jam. Oh God! I am. I. It's my therapy. I listen to music when I'm cleaning, when I'm out in the garden, mowing, everything. I'm always. Does Dave do anything at the house? Yes. See, I'm in the same situation. I don't mow lawns, and I don't do that. Well, Dave, no talent at all in that area. I don't. I don't know if that's a talent. Well, our yard sucks to mow. I mean, yard sucks to mow. Oh God, it 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 wears me out. I'm like, Dave, you're not mowing the lawn. He's like, I'll do. I said, No, you're gonna die. You're gonna kill over in the yard. And uh, we ended up hiring somebody because I don't have a self-propelled mower. Oh, okay. And I have to go uphill. Yeah. And it's brutal. I, can see I mean, I'm I'm a pretty fit person, and I like to no, exercise. No, really? You think you're fit? <laughs> you weigh know. about 45 pounds. But you weigh less than the lawnmower. So <laughs> when I'm pushing <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> not going to work out He does plenty around the house. He does laundry. He does dishes. I do my own laundry. Yeah, well, no, he does I, everybody's laundry. I don't do we, everybody's laundry. We trade off. She wouldn't it's, let me so do it. So you to get a badge, and it just was shut down. And I just, <laughs> she just pees all over my badge that I'm trying to, do, you know, get this thing going. What we're talking about, I, I, I would assume you're not that great at, 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 at like, handyman stuff yourself. No, yes. terrible at it. I'm it's too. My inability to keep our house clean is by far my wife's biggest gripe for being married to me. <laughs> by far. It's mm-hmm. bad. I'm yeah. bad at it. But it's, I, I hate to say it, but I don't see it. She will point at the shower. Like, this area I live in, Queens, all the apartments for some reason have a stand-up shower and a tub shower. It's just a oh, feature really? of this whole okay. neighborhood. So I'm, she uses the tub. I use the shower. She will point at my shower and go, you have to clean that. And I'll go, Why? It's clean. Mm-hmm. And then she'll go, look in that corner. And I'll go, it looks clean to me. And she'll be like, there's something growing there. <laughs> How do you not see it? And I'm not being a jerk. I no, just I really look at it. My standards are just so much lower just than get, hers. Just get some Tylex. Spray it on the little, you know, because you get the mold growing, and it'll take care of it. She you has explained this to me so many times. <laughs> get a bottle of Roundup. It's not yeah. food now anyway. Yeah, pour some Cheerios yeah, on it. Let's yeah. get it in the water system Yeah, just now. pour some Cheerios yeah. on it. It'd be good to go. <laughs> I, uh, a few years ago now, Catherine said, look, I have to leave, but the light in the closet is, is burned out. Could you change the light bulb? Just said, yeah. a light bulb. It's a light bulb change, right? So it was one of those deals where you took the little screw, you know, it had a little globe uh-huh. over the, the light fixture. Uh-huh. So you had to unscrew these little, three little pin screws or whatever they're called around it. So I did that, and I changed the light bulb, and I made sure that the light bulb worked, and then I reattached the globe to the light fixture. And Catherine got home, and she, literally the timing was this. Did you change the light bulb in the closet? Yes. Crash. Yeah. Uh, it just literally fell. I don't yeah. know. How How can you not get the, the screws in the little groove? I don't know how you did that. You have those that Acme, and I, I'm afraid of them falling all the time. I change the light bulbs. There. Like, Please That's don't fall on customer's head. Did it all. I did. Yeah, what I love is when Tom does do a chore like that, he has to call five of his friends. Yeah, just doing, you know. Chores around the house, <laughs> changing some light bulbs. Yeah. I mean, I'm constantly, I'm constantly walking around the house with screwdrivers or a hammer. I'm always fixing not stuff. Not Dave. No, he's not handy. No, he's not either. Handy. He tries. 
He does, but like if curtains need to be hung up or oh god, forget it. No, yeah, I got I, no chance. I got no shot at doing that. Yeah, the worst I'll... fight my wife and I ever got <laughs> in was hanging blind. Was hanging blind. <laughs> <laughs> That's the closest we ever got, came to getting divorced. Just trying to hang well, you blinds could divorced together. Over the blind. <laughs> oh, it was bad. It was what bad. We're trying to. Hang... I don't. Have you ever tried to hang a blind? I can't do that. It's, it's, it's like hard. a physicist level of. <laughs> you have to be like a professional trained engineer to get blinds up in a window. It is see that. incredibly you, difficult. Usually, I know the sign. If Dave has a project he's trying to do, if, like trying to fix something, if I see the hand go to the head and he scratches it, I tell him oh. back away. I'll yep. take care yep. of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's Tom, when yeah. Tom's is the hand over the face and, and, the, and the pulling it down. Yep. <laughs> But I used to, I learned to do that when I was a young kid. I was very muscular, I was a big time weightlifter, and all that. Very, but when I would get angry with someone, I don't know when it started, but I would go, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and just lock my jaw. Yeah. I, but now I, you know, I'm at the at the point in my life where I just go, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> You're locking your jaw over globe lights. Yeah, yeah, globes, yeah. blinds, the shower corner. Whatever it is. Catherine always, uh, Hallie's probably the same way. She squeegees the shower when she's done with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. See? Then she, it's clean. She put a it's suction just... cup in my yep. shower with a yep. squeegee on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I realized, and you didn't oh, get I, the hint? I guess I have to figure out how this works. I guess I have to figure out what this is for. But it doesn't feel good to get clean and then you're crouching in the shower, soaking wet and naked with a squeegee. There's something very degrading about that feeling. I understand. You get over that, though. I have a squeegee in my shower, too. Yeah. I never saw a squeegee when I was... Well, we didn't have a shower when I was a kid. We just had a bathtub. It was just, you know, we were... I mean, poor as hell, man. We were really poor. And I think the first time we ever got a shower, I was fascinated by it. It's like, whoa. I still don't know how they work. I don't know. <laughs> I'm do telling you. <laughs> what is it? I defy anyone in this room to explain to me that. How do they do that? Yeah, because it, it defies gravity. Yeah. That's the problem. You turn a thing water and water pressure. shoots up. <laughs> it's just water it's, pressure. Well, it's water pressure, but it's still anti-gravity. <laughs> you what? You, oh, I guess I can't. Oh. can talk into Andy's mic. But he turned his mic off? Oh, yeah. Where did he go, by he the way? He ran off. My, honest God, my son is the chief engineer in this show, and he just all of a sudden wanders <laughs> off. The chief yeah. and only engineer. I feel like he would have already explained to us how showers work so we could move yeah, on. He would have. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's Andy. <laughs> Say right there. So, like, there's a stopper that makes all the water pressure continue to go up and then come down. Honestly, I'm sure true. you can YouTube it and find it. Find a I'm whole sure diagram. I, I, full disclosure, to be 100 percent honest, that first shower we had when I was I don't know, 18 or 19 or whatever it was. I don't know how to do a shower like you. I mean, I, we didn't have a squeegee in there, and if there was something in the corner or whatever. But I did look down maybe a couple of months after we had moved in, and it did look like over the drain there was a human wig. I mean, it yeah. really... Oh, that's bad. It really did yeah, look like... <laughs> down there cringing. Yeah. <laughs> no, my hair gets caught in drain all the time. It's disgusting. Well, I would imagine those beautiful I flowing locks. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I, know. I don't beautiful even like cleaning my own hair out of the drain. It's gross. <laughs> that is gross, it and is. it was it's my hair. <laughs> but it just... I, I don't want gross. to touch my hair. It's a bad idea. Well, it just turns into that big mess right down there. It's bad. All of that stuff. 
I, I just so, so where do you where do you live now? Queens, New York. You live in Queens. A neighborhood okay. called Jackson Heights. Yep. They say it's the most diverse neighborhood in the United States. Really? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I really? just found out there's a little India is there in New York. So there's a lot of Indian people, Bengali people, Pakistani mm-hmm. people. Then there's Colombian people, Mexican people. Then there's like a, a Buddhist temple in the neighborhood. So there's a lot of Tibetan and Nepali and Thai really? people. I just read an article that said there's somewhere between 5,000 and 8,000 former Sherpas who live in my neighborhood. That when people retire from escorting others over the Himalayan mountains, they move to my neighborhood. They do? (laughs) Yeah. A bunch of Sherpas. What is the reason for that? I don't know. The first Sherpa? And who retires to America? I mean, they don't. How much spend money do they money. have? Yeah, exactly. I'm going to spend as much money as you possibly can. You would have thought they'd have gone to Kansas, where it's really flat. Yeah, I never yeah, want no to see mountains. a hill again. No, okay. no more mountains at all. I, I, you know, we uh, we lived in New York many years ago before I started the KQ Morning Show. I lived at 20th Street and Second Avenue. Just loved it. Absolutely loved living in New York. Yeah, I it's really a pretty did. great town. It can. Destroy. It can be a relentlessly hard city that destroys you and doesn't care. I suppose. But it's pretty fun. About <laughs> my first experience, that because I flew in first, uh, I was just doing voiceover back then. I wasn't doing radio, so I, Don Buckwald was my agent, mm-hmm. so I went out there. and So I fly into town, LaGuardia, we land at LaGuardia, and I take a taxi through the Midtown Tunnel and the whole deal. And I looked at the, the driver's badge just to, so I could say his name. And I said, uh, you're doing a great job, Armano. And he goes, familiarity breeds contempt. <laughs> really? Welcome to New York. Welcome yeah. to New York, pal. Familiarity, though. Uh-huh. I didn't quite understand it. But, yeah, he was deeply offended that I called him by his first name. He yeah. didn't like that at all. Yeah. My wife took a taxi <laughs> recently where she, was, she gets in a taxi and... It was, she said it was the scariest ride of her life. Really? And then she starts thinking to herself, I don't know if this person ever driven a car before. And then she looks at the badge, and it's a picture of a guy. They have the pictures of the driver. Mm-hmm. And then she looks and realizes that is not the same person. And as she looked closer, she was like, I am pretty certain that's like a 15-year-old boy driving this cab. Oh. I'm pretty certain that is a teenage boy. Hopefully she called it in. I no. mean, seriously. In no? New York, no. They got no. You're going to eight things worse that day. <laughs> it's really. You know, the taxi union is going to be like, oh, yeah, we care a whole no, lot. They're actually <laughs> pretty protective over those medallions. If it wasn't a. Oh, they are protective of the medallions. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but it's probably. I think it was his kid. I would assume it was a relative. Yeah. Because yeah, you've yeah. got to get as much. Those medallions are so expensive. You've got to make as much money off them as you can. Mm. I do have to bitch about one thing. They closed Carnegie. That really pisses me off. They closed Carnegie Hall? Carnegie Deli. Oh, Carnegie Deli. Right. Yeah, Don't that's be a shutting that down. I, I thought I would have heard about it. Yeah. Carnegie, yeah, Hall. Carnegie Hall is shut down. Yes. Carnegie. And Radio City Musical. <laughs> I shut that down, too. <laughs> so that's out. Now, I, that, I tell you, being in New York, particularly at, you know, between Thanksgiving and Christmas is unbelievable. Yeah, it's it is just a nice time fantastic. out there. Yeah, I, it's. I don't know. The stink of the summer has moved out. <laughs> yeah, nice. thank you for not that is, not too. saying the stink of pee during the summer because that's definitely what it is. Yeah. The whole city just smells like pee all summer long. God, we we spent a little time up in New Canaan. We had a, a couple of friends that lived up in New Canaan. That is the most. That is not the most diverse town I've ever been to. I will tell you I that. I haven't been. I can't. I, oh, you haven't been there? No. True story. What was the name of the malt shop in New Canaan, Catherine? 
I don't remember. Okay, we'll just say it's the malt shop. Just yeah. the malt shop. So New Canaan is the whitest place I've ever been. It's very wealthy, very, very wealthy town. Whitest place I've ever been. And so I'm sitting there with, uh, well, Brian Williams, the, guy, the NBC anchor. Uh-huh. His my friend Mitch Dolan was his next door neighbor, so we got to know Brian and his wife Kate, and it was just a wonderful thing. Back then, before he got moved to MSNBC, because he made up a story about right, right heroics or something. I don't know what it was about, but we're talking about there was a an Hispanic woman, um, probably a Mexican woman that that was uh, waiting our table. <laughs> I said. To Brian and Mitch, well, yeah, well, this is good. A little diversity here. You look at a Mexican woman. The guy behind me says, oh, she doesn't live here. <laughs> like, whoa. whoa. Yeah. It's like, ooh, a little yeah. scary. It's, very, but it's a small town. Really. It is a small, a it is a beautiful yeah. town because it's, man, there's a lot of dough there. Hmm. I don't know. It's just, but that whole thing, to tell you the truth, all of the different parts of New York, uh, I, I love that. You know, the, from the Bowery, you get wherever. I it's so different from from area to area. Yeah, but everybody still lives on top of everybody. They so do. You get used to yeah. each other. You figure people out, and it's uh, it's pretty nice that way. Yeah, I can. You get see on that. a subway car when it's a little too crowded, and it's like, well, I'm literally physically touching people of seven different backgrounds because we're all crammed in here, <laughs> and that's annoying. But it's, there's something beautiful about it too. You used to, would see, and I'm probably wrong about this, but you would seem to be the kind of guys that that doesn't like to be touched anyway. I don't love physical touch. <laughs> I knew it. I can tell just yeah, by looking you in your eyes. You are correct about that. Yeah. I, I can just tell. It, it sets me off a little bit, yeah. Mike Gelfand. Mm-hmm. Don't you, right? Yeah. We have a very close friend of the family. He has the same look in his eye when he talks about people touching him. He mm-hmm. does not like it at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, there you go, there you go, Gethard, Gelfand. It's almost the same name, so. Close. Very but, close. Yeah, so I can understand that some people... Some people are very touchy. They're like, hey, you're doing Settle down. You have to watch it these days. Can't well, that, be too touchy anymore. That is too bad. We, feeling I, people. I was talking to Bilski about that last night, as a matter of fact, that I grew up Catholic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, Same here. Yeah. And Catholics tend to like, hey, how you doing? Put your arm around the guy and you hug the woman and, you know, kiss one another or whatever it's been. I have friends, you know, Tino Lettieri from Italy, when he sees me, he kisses me on the lips because that's what they do in Bari, Italy, right? Well, in Europe in general, they kiss you. Yeah, they do. Kissing is normal. And you got to be, that, are those days almost gone, do you think? I don't know. It's going to be Who's tough. To say? I can't speak to the uh, lifespan of European traditions. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean any contact at all. Right. Right. It's, it's too bad. Now, can I ask you, because I grew up Catholic and I have a bunch of stuff in my set about my mother's use of Irish Catholic guilt. Oh, yeah. And how intense it was. Someone came up to me after the show last night and said, you know, the Lutherans give the Catholics a run for their money with guilt, which I can't, I just find it hard to so. believe. Yeah, I don't think that's true. Because the yeah, Catholic I don't know. guilt is I don't, incredible. Yeah. My mother, I remember at 16 years old, I was 16, uh, my mother came in and said, Tommy, get up. And my mother was raising seven kids by herself. Tommy, get up. It's time to go to school. I said, I'm not going to school today. She goes, yeah, you are. Get up and go to school. I have to go to work. So I said, no, I'm not going. I fell asleep, and I woke up, and she had gone to work, but my suitcase was at the end of the bed. Oh, <laughs> man. 
Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> like, Mom, come on, it's the a little passive hard. passive aggression <laughs> of <Irish laughs> Catholic mother. Oh, oh my God. Oh. In the suitcase. Yeah, well, really? You're not getting up? Well, pack it up because you're not living here. My mom would never yell at me, but as she'd just yeah. quietly just say, like, I thought I raised a better man than this. And <laughs> I'd rather you just... I love it. <laughs> I love it. You got to get another TV. You don't want to do TV, though. I don't or know. Or just that TV. Maybe taking a break. Maybe taking a break. Well, there's also... There's also so many ways to be creative now yeah. that are a little bit more like artist controlled and boutique where you don't have yeah. 10 people's opinions to account for. That's true. And I don't mind that. So TV is not that. But if I found the right situation, I'd do it. Yeah, you're really good at it. You really Thanks. should do it. No, you are. Maybe. I mean, you're very entertaining. I'd also really, you know, there's a, being someone who came up regarded as like a little bit of a of a of a weirdo comedian there's other people who fit that mold who started after me and i'd really like to get in a position to like help a lot of these other people who are like younger and experimental and weirder and like try to try to help maybe get them in a position where they don't have to spend half a decade on public access tv (laughs) well that's true ladies and gentlemen tonight tomorrow night 8 and 10 30 at acme chris gethard what a terrific time tickets left yeah, a few left for a Saturday Night O'Clock show. Yeah. That's it? Mm-hmm. That's all it should be. Go out and buy all the tickets right now. You heard me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank we'll you so much for having us. This was it's such a joy. It's great of you to come in. Oh. It was wonderful to talk to you. Absolutely. A real pleasure. Thank you, sir. Oh, wait a minute. We almost did that southern thing. <laughs> Keep going. You're right. No, 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 you're good. No, yeah, thank you. No, no, really thank you. That whole deal. Thanks also very Irish Catholic. Yeah, well, that's true. That is true, too. We'll talk to you uh, later on, Tom Bernard Show.